All right, well, welcome to episode number nine of Podcast the Podcast with me, Justin Tortorisi, and Tom, uh, wannabe Krampus Murtaugh. Wannabe? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Clearly not. Okay. <laughs> but why wannabe any reason or just because it sounds like it would be good? Yeah, it sounds like it would be a good time. Krampus yeah. seems pretty badass. I'm down with the cramp. My only exposure and familiarity with Krampus really is a uh, American Dad episode, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I re- just from like the general culture and zeitgeist, I'm familiar with Krampus, but like the only thing I've ever really watched or consumed that involves Krampus is, I think, an American Dad episode. A really good American Dad episode. <laughs> and uh, uh, Futurama always has like the robot murderer Santa Claus, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like evil, deadly Santa. It's a good depiction of him. We should all remember the real meaning of Christmas, and that is scaring uh, rich old businessmen with ghosts into paying their workers more money. That's the true meaning of Christmas. It's, right? It's, yeah. uh, that's, it's such a stupid story. Yeah. Well, no, the Christmas story itself, I think we are. It's and, stupid, though. It's, it's like a, an old like rich man realizes he should not be an asshole and share a lot. Yeah. yeah, and he should pay his workers a living wage. Yeah. And now, yeah. now he's a good guy. And you're like, no, he's right. still a terrible human being. He has a lot to do to make up for all the shit he's done. I mean, you look at the words like uh, Dickens, you know, he came up with the name Scrooge. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you hear the word Scrooge, like you think of this character, particularly because sure. of this depiction of him. It's a, I always like when stuff like that happens. I'm, I'm sure there's a term for it. Uh, when would it be monotony where something, you know, a, a single name is taken for the whole of the larger so like a Scrooge, this character now means any kind of miserly old person who doesn't want yeah. to share the wealth. Is that monotony? I'm not sure. Uh, what, uh, what is it when like, yeah. Kleenex is used for any brand of tissue? Is that oh, the same thing like, or different? Uh, yeah. That's just that's, brand I, walking? It's kind of similar, I think, yeah. I don't know. When it comes to Christmas stories, uh, I know we talked about this recently, but I was a big fan of that uh, 8-Bit Christmas. Or six, was it 8-Bit? Yeah, 8-Bit. Yeah, 8-bit. Christmas. I thought it was pretty yeah. fun. I thought it was fun. It was kind of generic, and I completely – it just seemed like a, an updated uh, Christmas story with – instead of a Red Rider BB gun, it was a Super – just yep. regular Nintendo. No, totally. But it worked. I thought it still worked. I thought it was a great uh, Yeah, they got, you got the bullies, and you got the crazy antics at the end trying to, like, get your gift, and it was totally yeah, a really fun the, movie. The, the wacko dad, you know, who was obsessed with, you know uh, – <laughs> yeah. Very similar. Just constantly uh, building, re- remodeling stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the ending fell flat. Uh, I won't, we won't. I won't say what the ending is in case some of our listeners have not uh, watched it yet. But I did like it was again. Like, it was set in Chicago, which I thought was cool because so many great Christmas stories are set in and around Chicago. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Chicago just makes a great spot for Christmas, Christmas movies. Christmas story yeah. is right. A uh, Christmas story is, I think, set in Gary. Oh, Gary, which is, okay. which is essentially a suburb of Chicago. Right. It's, it's closer to Chicago than Batavia is, which is where Eight Bit Christmas was set. Okay. Yeah, like Batavia is like hour and a half away from Chicago. Like Gary practically borders it. Um, Christmas uh, Home Alone as well also set in Chicago. Yep. Now I believe Home Alone. Don't get I don't quote me on this again. But I think Home Alone is set in Chicago, even though it's obviously filmed in Winnetka. Um, well, but I believe it's, it's still supposed. To, I think the house is still supposed to be in Chicago because I believe there's CPD in there at one point. That's true. She does call Chicago police. We just watched it the other day, my daughter and I. Um, oh, okay, yeah. 
And she does call the Chicago Police, and they all got the very thick Chicago accent from downtown. They're not the Winneka cops. Um, yeah, talk to your mother or your father. You want yeah. to do something like this? Right. We're busy eating our sausages. But it's for anyone from Chicago. They know that that's well, Ned. I think actually, or Winneka. They're oh, they border each Winneka. other. Yeah, it's all the same. They're both North Shore W. I used to drive by that church that he hides in the nativity scene in all the time when I would go to the beach growing up. It was right down the street. You take off the highway and we'd write down and bam, there's the Home Alone Church. Uh, yeah, those are all great Christmas movies. My personal favorite Christmas movie is Batman Returns. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah. I think it captures that, that, that Tim Burton kind of a circus Christmas feel to it. It just has the great kind of chiaroscuro of all the dark gothic uh, elements from the Gotham plus all the white from the snow. It just in my head, like when I think of Christmas movies, I think of Batman Returns. Do you think Edward Scissorhands counts as a Christmas movie? Um, I mean, it gets part of it because it, it's more like a winter time, but it's also a very summertime movie too. There's a lot of like summer elements as well. I feel like they're trying to say though that it snows only because Ed, Edward Scissorhands is carving ice. So it's like suddenly this mythological origin like story. Like, this is why we exist. have snow is because Edward Scissorhands is just there right, cutting. Like Jack Frost. I can see that. Yeah, I like that. That's my new myth. That's my new uh, headcanon myth for why it snows. Because like people say, like, oh, the thunderstorm and the rain, it's just God or the angel bowling or whatever. And like, that's silly. But it only snows because Edward Scissorhands is cutting up ice uh, sculptures. I dig it. Makes much, much more sense, yeah. My favorite uh, Christmas movie is Gremlins. Yeah, another great Christmas movie. Love it. So good. Freaked me out. Still freaks me out. Really good. I just took my daughter to the YMCA the other day for a swim class, too, and I was totally just thinking about Gremlins the whole time. Just like, oh, man. (laughs) Gremlins jumps in this pool. It's all over. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. The one record playing at one point, kind of when the Gremlins kind of first show up, and it's that Christmas song. I'm trying to remember. I... I can't remember, but it's just kind of like it's like skipping, and I, that's when like they first realize the gremlins yeah. are loose. And it's it's that weird one though that has like that deep voice. I think. Oh, yeah. Right. Is is it when the mom is going around the house? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song is so creepy. Now I can't listen to it without like being weirded out. I can't think what it is off the top of my head though. I mm-hmm. should have done some research and actually um, familiarized myself with this before the episode. I wanna. I wanna talk about one kind of debate that's happening within our culture nowadays when it comes to Christmas movies that I just want to give my opinion on the situation. I'm sure you've come across it. I'm sure many of our listeners have come across this uh, debate. I'm sure a lot of you have already picked sides in this debate. And I'm talking about the Die Hard is a Christmas movie debate. And uh, are you familiar with? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. My, my, My problem with the whole debate is is that no one is really arguing that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I've never come across anyone who's like, no, that's not a Christmas movie. I have. Have you really? Because it feels like like a straw man argument. It feels like a bunch, like this small contingent of very vocal Die Hard fans that are pushing for it. And everyone's just kind of like, okay, sure. Like, yeah. No, I have. And I think they would also agree that Gremlins and Batman Returns are not Christmas movies. Dude. That's what their <laughs> argument, though. And I do see it that a Christmas movie, Christmas is the 
theme of it all. It's about family. It's about learning to appreciate what you have kind of thing. Yes. And so Batman Returns has all of that. And it has the lighting up of the big Christmas tree. They're they're giving out presents to everyone. Like there's like people flying out of presents and like it's it's as Christmassy as it gets. And murder. And about stopping those who murder the bad guys. Batman also kills a lot of people in Batman Returns. It's implied he kills them. He puts dynamite down a thug's pants or something, and then throws oh, yeah, him into a sewer. Against his chest, yeah. No, yeah, he kills. Yeah, he kills. He's uh, he's pretty violent, but he's doing it. He's violent in the sense that he's spreading Christmas cheer <laughs> through this violence to make sure that you know everyone is not you know bereft of the Christmas uh, season. Okay, do you think that a Christmas movie has to have be set during Christmas for a specific amount of the movie, like it, like uh, for example, Harry Potter. Sometimes they go through the course of a school year, so there will be like a fifteen minute segment where it's about Christmas, but that's not a Christmas movie, then, right? Because it's no, just absolutely not this tiny yeah. part. I think the whole movie has to be set in the season. That's why I think Edward Scissorhands is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. Whereas all of Batman Returns takes place within the Christmas season. Yeah, as does Gremlins and Die Hard. Yeah. I mean, Die Hard takes place in a single day, right? Right. Yeah. Christmas Eve, essentially. Okay. I mean, I think I lean towards that side. I do see the argument that it's a Christmas movie should be for the family. I don't know. Whatever. But then Love Actually is definitely not a family movie. I don't like that movie. Hot take. We're going to get some hate email about that one. I don't like it. I don't think I've ever even seen that. I don't uh, even know what it's about. I can see Love, Love Actually action. with Hugh Grant and oh, Kieran no, Knightley and the dude from The Walking Dead. A bunch of people are in it. Colin oh, is Firth? it like a Christmas rom-com? It's, it's like there's 10 stories going on and you constantly hop between them. So each story only gets like 20 minutes to tell mm-hmm. its whole thing. So nothing is in depth. It's all very surface level storytelling but done in like a commercial way where you feel like it's really deep even though we've only spent 20 minutes with these characters total um i don't know it's not for me i get why people like it good for them not my thing so what is your favorite traditional christmas movie that wouldn't get the that's not a christmas movie argument oh i would um national christmas vacation Christmas, yeah. Christmas Vacation is amazing. Yeah, sure. uh, I mean, classics, it's standard. Even back when I was like, you know, like 19 or 20 or something, I came up with a drinking game for it. Uh, listeners, if you'd like to sh- like to know, like grab a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen and I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, very simple. Well, first, anytime Cousin Eddie's drinking, you're drinking, no. you're surprised. He's pretty much drinking in every scene he's in. <laughs> um, anytime Clark says, as well, family Christmas... Uh, take a drink. Oh man, it'll help you out. Uh, whoa, oh sh- yeah, it's been a while since I've thought of this. Like, you want to get to like like really blasted mode? You drink anytime someone says Clark, and you just get shit faced. Oh no! But even if you just even if you just do anytime Clark says Griswold Family Christmas or anytime Cousin Eddie drinks, you'll be in pretty good shape by the end of the movie. I'm sure. So for all you folks stuck with your fate and uh, you know having to watch, uh, you know, stuck at a Christmas party and you're bored and. That's what I wanted to do. Have that. I also really love a Christmas story, of course. I mean, it's classic as well. 
It How about is. you? What would you be your favorite? Um, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna... No, no, no. Those two are near the top. I don't know what the favorite is. I got a soft spot for Home Alone since mm-hmm. I was basically, you know, I used to tell people my name was Kevin McAllister. I remember that. Yeah. In, in so college. many people. In, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of people that may have come through ISU in the early aughts who may believe that they met a boy or a, a, a guy named Kevin McAllister who just so happened to be named Kevin McAllister because yep. Justin would try to convince people that his, he would try to convince people and I would assist in large ways convincing these people that his like name I was Kevin McAllister. I need a fake McAllister. ID even or something. I don't know. But yeah, that one I love, even though the last time I just watched it last week and it's fun until the birthday show up and then it's just so dumb. I think Until the, the end, which is what, you know, the, everyone goes crazy. Oh, the over. burglars. Yeah. Like when they finally come to the house and all the traps are going off, then it, I just didn't care anymore. I like everything before that. Really. Yeah. Like when Harry gets electrocuted and it's just like that skeleton. I, I think <laughs> that's so the ridiculous. sequel. That's Lost in New York. Oh, that's a sequel? Oh. But well, it's I remember, the same difference. I it's like Lost stupid. in New York. I actually read the novelization of Home Alone <laughs> Lost in New York when I was a kid. Um, I also had a talk boy. I oh, loved yeah. it, even though it's just essentially like a fancy Walkman for yeah. the most part. Another recent uh, Christmas movie that I'm a big fan of, uh, Elf. I was going to say that, that. It's a modern classic, even though it's mm-hmm. like 15 years old now. Probably t- clo- 20 years now. Yeah, I think yeah, I actually right. saw it in the theater. I remember seeing it in the theater at the time. Like I was like, I think home for Christmas and I from yeah. college and I was really bored and I wanted to go to the movies. And there was the only seat left was like in the front row for yeah. Elf. And uh, that opening scene when he's in like the uh, North the, Pole, North Pole, and that's that's pretty intense when you're in the first row. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you the, know, the it's stop motion it's happening movie. and everything is great. And they do yeah. a lot of forced perspective to make him look big. And it's mm-hmm. uh, that was John Favreau directed that. Yep. I think that's yeah. why he got Iron Man because they're like, oh, he can make a movie. Yeah. That he makes make money. Him, well, he made a, I mean, he also made like swingers and right, but those were small scale. This was like he had to use some. Visual. Well, a lot of the Marvel directors, even like after they got money, like James Gunn had you know very kind of smaller right, films. I mean, he had some somewhat bigger ones like like Slither and stuff, but like mostly it's like the Tromaville stuff and like you know, so like they they gave a lot of uh, movies like smaller stuff. So yeah, they took some chances. Plus, especially with Iron Man was the ultimate chance because they weren't really expecting to launch, you know, what right. it launched. They're like, we'll make a movie, hopefully, and hopefully thought, make back our budget. And that was the idea. Right. Know? And Robert Downey Jr. seemed like a total wild card. Like, uh, this is bad idea. We should have got Tom Cruise. Yeah, it worked. Oh, man. I cannot imagine the MCU with Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, it just wouldn't work. There's, he doesn't have that charisma. Well, he has the charisma. He doesn't have the... Um, compassion i feel that yeah it's, it, it's like an it. empty charisma yeah there's nothing behind it even he, if Downey's faking it he still pulls off the fact that he right. does care and he loves the fans and like the way he interacts like he he's, he brings it mm-hmm. in a way yeah tom cruise could not bring it right at all yeah can you hear me yeah hey how are you can't see you. Nice. I can, oh, there you are. Hello. You got a, a fake background. Oh my God, I forgot I had this background. Wow, look at you. You're so smart with your books and everything. I forgot I had this background set up from an interview I had. Ten, oh, this light is terrible. <laughs> now I look like Jesus. <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. 
No, That's you're fine. fine. See, you are fine. We see the recording, so uh, the oh, okay, cool. audio. So I love it, yeah. Uh, no, but thank you, Cohen Miller, for joining us today on Podcast the Podcast. This is our Christmas Welcome. episode, even. It's a huge honor that you're on this one. I appreciate it. Yeah, how are you doing today? Wait, is this a Christmas episode? It's coming out on the 20th, and we won't have another episode till the 27th, so yes. I guess. Ooh, then I'm very honored. Uh, but Cohen, we're having you on because you are founder of the No Label Candle Company, based out of North Carolina. And I am. You need Christmas has a scent. Uh, you need to have like the right scent for Christmas time. You can't just go into Christmas scentless. Do you have a Christmas no. candle? It is literally all I? of them. They all look like Christmas candles. No, but Cohen, do you have a Christmas candle? Specific? We have three. Okay. So typically when we do any type of seasonal candle, we try to do at least three. So we have Homo for the Holidays, because obviously we're incredibly proud to be LGBTQIA plus owned. Cool. Yeah. We have Santa's Little Blank. Uh, so we decided we'd let people fill in the, the blank whenever they decided. <laughs> Is it Santa's? It's Santa's, a line that they can write on? It's literally, it's literally a line. People can write in whatever they want. And then we have Christmas Karen, I mean Carol. <laughs> so it's literally Christmas Karen dot dot dot. I mean Carol. I have one of those. You do have one of you those. You gave one to me. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm pretty. Wait. I, did I make it down there? Or did I bring one? One to you guys. I think you brought us one. Did I? Okay. And we I can't remember what you all I did, made last time I was down there. You did make uh, a candle, two, a couple candles with my daughter. And yes, a couple weeks ago or whatever, we we lit one of them, and it was amazing. Like her room, she did not want to leave her room because it was just, it smelled so nice. It was like That's a all her. salted she caramel. It was great. She did all that. Yeah. I don't even know what I was doing. I didn't see you guys make it. Like I walked away and I came back and there was a candle all of a sudden. Great job. Story of my life. Well, was it just a, a scent that you guys came up with on the spot or was a? Yeah. So one of our distributors is actually based out of Dallas. Okay. So typically when we go down there to visit, uh, we go by, pick up anything that we may need. And I was like, well, hey, why don't we go pick out a scent, see what you like. And since we're down here, we'll make a candle. She picked out what she wanted and we made a candle for her. How do you guys, okay, so how do you guys come up, like, where do the flavor, are the, the flavors, where do the scents uh, come from? How do you, do you have, like, a, a specific base note that you use and, like, you kind of layer on top of that? Or do you have, like, certain, just the chemistry that you already have, like, planned out that you're going to use? So, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured I was completely wrong when I said that in the first When it, no, you're, it, some people do. So that is one thing I tend, or one thing we tend to pride ourselves on is, You'll never find a, a candle that smells like ours just because it's a massive like trial and error trying to pick scents, put scents together, trying to see if they work together. And if they don't, we move on. If they do, it either becomes a candle, it becomes seasonal, just kind of depending on the, the time. But, you know, we'll get little samples of, of different scents. And if we like them, we'll try them with other stuff. So it's like fun, just kind of, yeah, mix and match. And it's like, hey, let's go smell some cool stuff today. It, it, what are we come up with? Yeah. Go huff pretty some much. stuff, yeah. Pretty much. I love it, though. So so when you come up with this, the scent or, like, the final product, is it more of a, do you have an idea of what you're working towards? Or you smell it and it kind of comes to you like, oh, this is, you know, Lumberjack. Clearly, this is Lumberjack. Or you know, kind of, the scent kind of 
propel you to the uh, end piece? Scent-wise, I have a general idea as to what I'm going towards. Name-wise, no. Okay, yeah. There are some candles that took me two, three weeks to name. Because I just... don't want to just slap a name on a candle. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I want it to make sure it fits our aesthetic. I want it to, uh, I want it to scream no label candle company. So it's kind of trying to figure out, yes, we have an idea. Like if we're doing something seasonal, obviously I want it to smell like Christmas or I want it to smell like summer. But when we're doing our, you know, our permanent, our permanent candles and I say permanent in quotations, obviously seasonal. Yeah. I have an idea. When I come up with candles that we keep all the time, no. It's literally just trial and error, trying to figure out if I like the way something smells. If I don't like it, I just move on to something else. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Did it start as just, I want to try this, making a candle and see what happens? Or did someone teach you? How did this start? I got furloughed from my job, like most people did. Yeah. Yeah. And I had... An obsession with candles. I bought them weekly at, at minimum, and they go so fast. It's true. Like it's it's one of those things that you well, can never get enough of. I'm sure we'll end up getting into that later. But I did not realize the difference in waxes, wicks, and the way that that affects how things burn. Mm-hmm. So you know, once I started making candles, you know, I'm not obviously not going to name the candles that I used to use, but they were going so quickly and I was like, well, why? And I was like, well, it was $12, whatever. But anyways, so I was buying candle after candle after candle after candle. And my partner, Ken was like, you've got to stop buying candles. Just make your own. (laughs) And (laughs) then it just smacked him in the face. And now we pay taxes. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Now, I, I noticed that you paid, so you guys use a soy-based wax for uh, the candles? It's 100% soy. Nice. So I've tried, I've actually tried making um, some candles before. I, I harvest honey, and we have a few hives, and so I, like, I've used some of the wax, and I've taken like some old mason jars, yes. and I've tried making it, and uh, they burn pretty well, but it it's not like something I would ever like want to have in my house. It feels like, I don't no. know what I'm doing wrong. Cause I don't, I don't mess around. Like I'm, it's something I, I kind of threw together once or twice. And it was just essentially just like melting the wax and putting a, a piece of rope in there. And like, that was my, my trial and error at that. And like, it was yeah. cool for the burnt, but it's like good for the yard, but it's not, not something I would ever bring in my house. Like, so yeah. what would I just like a DIY type of thing? Like I would probably have to use more, like maybe put some like paraffin on like the the, the wick or something. Or so all know, of like, our wicks are cotton, but they're wax covered. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That makes so, sense. So obviously, the not flame, just like the, the, not the just wax the, is so thin on the wick that the flame instantly burns it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I feel like it almost protects it from the actual wax from the candle. Ooh. I will say though that beeswax is one of the hardest wax to, waxes to work with uh, from the research that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the most expensive. Yeah, it's, it's something the, I should probably do. I should probably process. get rid of this wax because I, I don't even use it. Because I want it's one of those things where I had all this wax. I'm like, I should do something. Like I, I see I, a collaboration I, happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> if you need some wax, we'll. I hear it. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've 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 been in talks about doing different different waxes 
like luxury line, I guess. Of right. Yeah. Candles. Premium. Would, premium. It would be like a premium. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it would end up being beeswax because we're already using soy, and that's one of the best waxes you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the way that it burns, you know, the length of time that it burns, the cleanliness of the burn, etc. But beeswax has been in the talks. How nice. How long do your candles typically burn for? So the eight ounce, typically, if you if you let them burn the way we suggest, which is, you know, every time you burn the candle, at least have the top layer of the wax melt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can last anywhere to six from 60 to 70 hours. Wow. Okay. Impressive. But that's the difference between using 100% soy and a, a, a soy blend. Are these made by hand? Are these, are these handcrafted or do you have like a... Like yeah, everything's literally hand poured right in my kitchen. I probably have poured over 150 candles in the last week. Nice, wow! Your house, so it's, it's smell, everything's everything's by hand. Printed. We we hand pour all of our candles, hand label. We print all the labels ourselves. Literally, everything is done right in my townhome. <laughs> so amazing. Thanks. So I wish, like, and I I apologize. I have not smelled any of these candles, and it's just kind of um. Wow, Justin. I know, like, I'm in Chicago, Chicago. so not, um... Wow, wow. Yeah, if I was around, I would have smelt them (laughs) for sure for a while ago. This reminds me of, like, I wish there was some way to, like, why isn't there an app yet to, like, transmit scents so we can't, like, smell stuff, you know, because, like, it's a... I don't know if we're ready for that. (laughs) No, 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 we're not. We're definitely not. You know what I was uh, thinking about today, because I knew we were going to be doing a lot of aroma type of thing. Yeah. In 1994. Oh, God. Fox, That's the year I was born. What? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I was uh, 12-ish. And on Fox <laughs> Television, they had Revenge of the Nerds 4, and it was Smell-O-Vision. You go to the local 7-Eleven, you get a pair what? of three. Yeah. It was really. you. I remember what? doing it, too. You could go to the 7-Eleven, and you, you have to buy it. You get a pack with, like, 3D glasses. And four scratch and sniff cards. So you watch the movie, nah. and it's sort of parts they tell you to like scratch off card one, so you could smell the whatever is happening in the movie. Like someone farts. That sounds so, horrifying. It's it, it was, sounds terrible. It was yeah. terrible. But you should look oh, into like it, it for your company. Smell a vision. <laughs> smell a vision. So I noticed that one of your uh, what I was getting at is I wish I can sm- I should I could have smelled some of these before, but I love some of the. The labels and the titles, like just um, like attorney's office, like yeah. I work with a lot of attorneys. I've, I kind of, I can get an idea. Like I think, like I don't know what that smells like. I can, I can shoot, see that. Shoot, shoot what you think it smells like, and I'll tell you if you're right. Leather, uh, woolen upholstery. It, it more leather, but okay, know, leather. Okay, leather. yeah, just kind of just like yeah, just like upholstery and like uh, yeah, and just yeah. We describe it as leather and money. <laughs> Leather and money, much better. Money much does better have its own I smell. Yeah. I like that. So something like the devil's lettuce, does that kind of have like a, a, a weed smell? Or? It's exactly what it smells, yeah. <laughs> See, I had that idea back in college like for like a cologne or for a candle, but I thought it would be back then, you know, back in 20 years ago, right. it would just cologne. be like a recipe for disaster if like you had cologne that smelled like weed because you'd get pulled over and the cops were like, oh, out of the car, like immediately. Yeah. But I think it is a, a candle that – I know a lot of people that like the smell of it. They just don't like it itself. Well, you know, like. So one thing I've learned is specifically with, uh, with devil's lettuce, 
I don't know if when people smell it, they're like, they know what it is, but they don't want to say it. Mm. So they say something else. Right. Or they're just, they, they just don't know. Because I've had people say it smells like kale. I've had people say it smells like lettuce. And I'm like, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I guess they can think of that is like in their head. If they see devil's lettuce and like kale has a very derogative. I guess, but it's typically it, like, people in, you know, typically people in their like 40s, 50s, 60s that smell it. And they're like, oh, it, it smells like. <laughs> insert green vegetable here smells like right. Otto's jacket and I'm like a jazz cabbage <laughs> like, aren't you guys the one that like came up with that like that like era right, that, right. <laughs> probably <laughs> y'all, y'all started calling it the devil's lettuce but you know teach his own do what you do, what you do. What, what is your cologne of choice mine yeah if you, if you use one Tom Ford fucking fabulous Tom Ford okay Tom, do you use sorry, any cologne? Do you use any cologne still? Have you ever used cologne, Tom? No. Really? What? Yeah. I had a girl buy oh. me Curve a long, long time ago. Wait, Curve or Curve Crush? No, <laughs> like the original Curve. It was huge in the the green, the green and orange bottle. No, it was like brown. The bottle was like brown. It lasted forever because I like barely used it. And then Aquadigio, that was huge. Cool. That's a classic. Cool water. Who that, who, that Tommy cool Hilfiger? Oh my god! Right? Yeah, Tommy some Dracanocor. Yeah, and then uh, CK One. Uh, that was yeah. huge in the nineties. Stairs was like Abercrombie cologne too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, see, like my knowledge is not good. I like like nor like I'm I'm a I'm all about all of my senses and like olfactory sense. I like I like I do like I will stop and smell the flowers. You know, if I'm passing somewhere, I love smelling stuff. But colognes and perfumes specifically, I just uh. Something about them just doesn't work with me. Like I just can't stand like that kind of like chemical. Smell. I get it. Well, yeah, but like yeah, when it comes to like fruit, flowers, like a really good candle, like yeah, I'll smell that shit all day long. Like I, I love that. Yeah, I get it. I think it just kind of depends. Like because I, or I've been in the beauty beauty industry for almost ten years, so mm-hmm. I was literally around fragrances constantly, all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize my love for, you know, obviously outside of candles, I did not realize my love for fragrance just in general until I started working for Tom Ford. And once I started oh, working for him, Tom Ford. Okay. Oh, now it all, it all comes together now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the picture up. I see. I see. So, so once think... I started working for him yeah. and then once Kid and I got together, cause his grandma used to work for a department store, so he would have a bunch of different fragrances. But I did not realize I loved cologne as much as I loved or high quality fragrance. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely a difference in your your lower quality and your you know there's a difference between a fifty dollar cologne and a three hundred and fifty dollar cologne. Yeah, between your eau de toilette and your actual cologne. Exactly. Yeah. So. I did not realize the difference that uh, that made in spending money on actual cologne. I know that sounds crazy, but no, I, I, I hear you, man. Um, it doesn't compare, but I used to get, I worked at Walgreens a lot in high school and college and I got stuck in cosmetics every now and then. And uh, I'd have to like play around with them and like 
some of the ones that were kept in the cabinets and the people will come in, they want to smell them. Some of those do sound, smell, you know, pretty good. Like, like the real, like, but again, it's Walgreens, you know, lockup <laughs> case. It's not like, it's not like hey, the high end stuff, but like, hey, I'm sure they have got, some good stuff, but it sounds, you know, it was like, but that's also where, you know, like that whole, uh, just having to smell out stuff kind of got to me as yeah. well. All this reminds me of the, uh, I know Justin, you're a big fan of it, the uh, Jitterbug Perfume. Oh. And the, uh, kind of just kind of the, the Tom Robbins book all about like, you know, the oldest couple, of, you know, what is it? The oldest guy, the immortal guy and like them Man. trying to find like the perfect scent, you know, and they're talking about like, you know, they're is, yeah, going this through is, and trying this to find like by Tom Robbins called Jitterbug Perfume, um, yeah. where it talks about all hey. the different ways to extend your life. There's like a, a dozen different things you can do. And if you, each one helps you like live longer and these people don't crack this ability to pretty much live forever. Um, school book, but scent is a huge part of it. Yeah, making like the perfect. I'm trying to think what was the guy's phrase that he had, like uh, for, like the perfect scent that he was trying to find in like the fragrance industry, and like uh, it was really interesting. It's it, it, the guy he he brings a lot of knowledge and like it's kind of not a lot of fun kind of aspects of fragrance and like finding mm-hmm. like the the perfect note for you know the fragrance. I think it was not to ruin. I think it was beets, like a beet juice beets. or something. Well, right? that's the opening paragraph. They, all they talk about is beets and how it's. I'm not going to read it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to reread it now. It's been it's, a while. It's taken me. It's taken me almost six months to get the first Harry Potter. So. But see, it wasn't about fragrance, so that's the thing. Maybe if you're reading about fragrances and like, maybe uh, maybe that would yeah. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Mm-hmm. Is there so you know smell and memory are apparently very related is there a smell most people like but you just associate somehow badly that you won't use like i will not use um ammonia uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so just because i never neither of my grandparents or my parents my dad literally my dad wore aqua de Gio for forever mm-hmm. and that was literally the only scent that i remember from my childhood because my mom would wear like the curve for women but my grandparents on both sides couldn't be around fragrance because it just bothered them so much um you know that <laughs> so I, I was never really around that much fragrance as a kid and then once i got older i started wearing cologne um so I never really had like a, a fragrance that, I mean, if it came down to it, it's a little morbid, but I can't stand the smell of roses. I think they're gorgeous, but every time I smell them, I just think of death because they're always at funerals. Mm-hmm. Okay. That counts then. That totally counts. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Is there, hey, well, then, what yeah, about the roses. other way? Is there a smell you associate with something really nice that you are like drawn to using? A lot of our candles have some type of pine or Fraser just because I like Christmas time. Okay. I'm the type of person that would burn a Christmas candle year round. Hmm. I guess. Yeah. I guess that would be the opposite. Okay. Just some type of like a Fraser or a pine. You might've just answered this question, but if not, I was going to say, what would you say is all time favorite scent? Like what is your favorite smell? It doesn't have to be, it could be like a natural smell or, you know, just your favorite all time smell place thing. I don't know if that's... Never mind. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Say it. Say it. Uh, it's not podcast appropriate. Oh, we're explicit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, other than 
the natural smell of a man after a light workout. Do you have a I candle that that uh smells like uh, sweat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like man sweat. No. Yeah, musk. I, now I'm uh, no, see musk in the candle world and musk in men world or man's world <laughs> is two totally different things. <laughs> totally different. I have yet to be able, I will still probably be looking for it on my like deathbed, a candle that smells like when you blow out a candle. Oh, that is genius. That is such a good idea. Like they kind of like that little sulfuric spark. That, like, right. That like smoke, but Green not smoke. like, but it's, it's, it's not like a cigarette smoke, but it's not like right. a, a, a fire smoke. Mm-hmm. Right. Matches are the same way. They kind of, well, you light a match exactly. and it goes out. Yeah. That's so I haven't yet to figure out how to make like that burnt up sulfur. All right. I'm going to throw some, I'm going to throw some sense at you. You tell me if you think they could be a candle. Okay. Are you ready? Go for it. Coffee. I have one. Yeah. Why, why not? Yeah. What's it called? I I it, how's that even What's the coffee one called? You're like a latte. <laughs> Laundry. Technically, I have one, depending on your choice of detergent. What's that called? <laughs> Fresh as fuck. Yeah, uh, Justin, Justin, you're behind the curve. You're, pull up, you're pull killing up. it. You are, yeah. you are nailing it. I'm starting pull low. I'm getting, I'm getting to my good ones. <laughs> okay, yeah, build it up. <laughs> okay. Fresh cut grass. Have one. But, uh, come on. I thought this was going to be tough, Justin. Come on. It's literally called fresh cut. Yeah. For some reason, and when I, feel I like saw you, that. It, the funny part is, though, Justin, I feel like you looked at your list. And you skipped like two or three to get to the good one. I'm not there yet. But for, for some reason, technically, fresh cut, it's because Ken cuts hair, I always thought it was like a hair salon type of scent. No. Uh, those, I hate that scent. They fuck that scent. Like, what? This is still like, the smell of like hairspray. Because and, I know like, you. Know. Ordered, like, you're, going to the, you're going to the wrong salons then, sir. If they're using hairspray that smells like hairspray. I'm seeing like the salons where my mom took me like in the 80s, you know, and I was like, you know, five, well, yeah, six years old having like to sit there. Aquanet, That's man. Like, Aquanet's the best hairspray. Just Aquanet, White Rain, just. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly, no, it's exactly what they're just let your cans of those everywhere. Like, that, that, do, that Dollar Tree hairspray. No, okay. I, I got I a scent. Okay. Roller rink. That's a good one. Like Ooh. the sweaty foot musks <laughs> again. The musk, the sweaty. Foot the fog smell. machine too is kind of like lingering. Like, yeah, it's a it's Ooh. a bad smell, but like I kind of like the smell of roller rinks growing up. Like it reminds me of my childhood going to the roller rinks. Mm-hmm. I would I would have to go back into a roller rink because it's probably been about four years, but I could yeah. probably do it. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's promising. What about an, that's, an, that's an auto shop? You get like a little grease smell for what? An auto shop. Kind of chemically, like you're huffing some paint, maybe, but right, but better than. Or it's kind of like that mechanic shop, like you're kind of done worked on your car, done like fixing like the lawnmower yeah. or something. Yes, I mean, just the grease and the oil. It's not like gas. Yeah, but not overpowering. Just like a little bit. Oil, not gas. Oil, motor oil. Didn't Jason Lilly have this ideas back in college? Remember, he wanted to make like cologne or candles that smelled like fresh cut grass or like. Motor oil, you just got done work on your car. Well, you should have done it then. Okay, yeah, what, about, yeah. what about pizza? What kind of pizza, though? Just a regular cheese with a lot of garlic on it. Cheesy, garlicky, bready pizza. I, I, would, not, garlic. I would not make one. 
I mean, I feel like the turtles would totally appreciate a pizza-smelling candle, being that they live in the sewers and all. I mean, it's just a thought. It's like garlic you know. candle. Okay, I don't blame you for that. I just thought. Did I'd you say garlic there. anal? <laughs> I wish I did, but no. No, gar- <laughs> just a garlic candle. Yeah. Well, this kind of goes oh, with your. Escalated. This kind of goes with your blown out candle match thing, but charcoal. Like off the grill charcoal. That I could do. Okay. That I could figure I could figure something out for sure. And then my last one is books. The smell of like you open yeah. up the book. I have one. Which one? Technically so we have one oh, the only fifty shades. Or the attorney's office, technically. Uh, I guess you get yeah, the leather you could say. But it's got more of a but the attorney's office has uh, a scent that is technically old books. Old books, okay. Cool. One of my, or perhaps like my favorite scent in the world is, it's kind of like on the coast in between uh, Northern California and Oregon and this little town. And you can smell like the salt water from the ocean, the sand from the beach, and kind of like the the piney smell from the evergreen, or not the evergreens, the um the uh, the redwoods kind of right there and they kind of all mix together would you say you have a kind of a scent that comes close to that so i kid you not and you're gonna get really pissed off at me because i don't remember which candle it was but <laughs> i hate you I all had a i had a lady say this smells like northern california mm. and i was like what do you mean she was like you know like the salt and the the trees I'm pretty sure it's the, this is like really good. I'm pretty sure that's what it's, uh, what she said, because it's got, it's got a little bit of that Fraser, a little bit of that pine to it, mm-hmm. but it's a, a softer version of it. Um, Cause we kind of cut it with a different scent. Pretty sure that's the one that it was actually. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Then check it out then. There you go. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Was, wait, wait, which one was it again? The, this yeah. is like really good. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> got it. That's the name. Yeah, no, I found it. I like it. It sounds. I mean, if that's what it sounds like, it sounds like it is really and, good. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, I, I remember like uh, like being in that spot. It's like one of those places, like what Justin you were saying earlier, with like you know, it's kind of a a scent is compared to memory, or really intertwined with memory, and just one of those spots where you yeah. smell it, and it's like, oh my god, this is like the best smell in the world. It's also intertwined with taste, right? It's like oh, absolutely. If you can't yeah. smell, your food doesn't taste as good. It's like the COVID thing. Like, a lot of people lost their smell for a while, and food just didn't taste the same to them. Which, that would suck. I would oh, agreed. Hate, yeah. Hate to lose my taste. Agreed. Do Did you taste? see there was um, a bunch of uh, people collecting uh, like Yelp reviews for people who were clearly suffering from COVID and didn't realize it, <laughs> and complaining about how all the food they're eating at these restaurants were flavorless and had no taste? You're like... I've been here, you know, five times before. It was the best food ever. And I came in here like bland. Like it tasted like crap. No flavor. Wow. Like, I don't know who's I don't know who's working in the restaurant. Like and there was just like just collections of these things where everyone clearly suffering from the COVID and not realizing it. That's genius. I expect nothing nothing less from anybody. <laughs> yeah, anybody. from Americans especially, yeah. I think There's it's that. with like cooking shows though, you could watch it and not get too hungry. But if you if you smelled what you were looking at, then I would like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to stop myself from wanting to eat something. 
I wonder though if it wouldn't be like a because you always want to taste everything that they're making, whether it looks good or not. Well, Cone, we don't have to keep you forever tonight, but uh, that was very fun talking to you. It's keeping me from having to label candles. So if you have any (laughs) other questions, please let me know. (laughs) Tell us, how do you label these candles? (laughs) Well, is there a reason, though, that your candles are are white? You don't, because I know when you made one with my daughter, you guys made it pink. But you usually don't yeah. do that. Your no. candles are white. So all of our candles are incredibly streamlined. You know, our candles are white. Our labels are black and white. So they fit everybody's home, you know, regardless of, you know, decorations or whatever. It's always going to fit. I will say, though, when we do, you know, wholesale orders or, you know, we do a couple private labels for different businesses, um, welcome gifts for, you know, real estate agents, you know, if they want, uh, you know, I have a real estate agent that's a really good friend of ours, but I make her, her welcome gifts for her candles or for her uh, new clients or her new home buyers. And she wanted them to be hot pink. So I made her hot pink. Hmm. So we do custom orders, but it's more of like a wholesale or a, a, a bulk order. Okay. Right. Yeah. Opposed to, you know, Hey, I need six big candles on Friday. That I can't do. Right. I mean, I so if like, um, or, or people like doing like a, like not to give any ideas to our listeners if this is not the case, but if someone was like a wedding party, be like, Hey, if you want like 60, wet, 60 candles for like, you know, 60 tables for a wedding, you know, it'd be like something like, yeah, you guys would be. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I'm looking hot. forward to, I'm, I'm actually me purchasing uh, at the very least. What was it? Oh, this is like really good. That's the name of the candle folks. This is like really good. Well, that's the first candle you. that we actually ever made. Oh yeah, nice. Yep. It's a good if it's the scent I think it is or close to it, then perfect way to start off the gig. Did did someone say to you when you're like, check this out, and they're like, wow, this is like really good, and then yeah, done. <laughs> nice. yep. Literally, that's that's so we uh, when we first started, we took it to one of our neighbors that we were friends with at the time. They literally picked it up and they were like, wow, this is like really good. And I looked at Ken and I was like, all right, that's there we it. Go. I know Justin, you know, yeah, like I said, we don't want to keep you long. We only have so Perfect. much time for the podcast, too. We keep on getting was, longer totally and longer. Kidding. We could probably was, talk for hours. Uh, you're a really great uh, guest. Thanks for coming yeah. on. I appreciate you. Oh, uh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. No, I absolutely. really do. We'll, have, um, we'll definitely have the link uh, for No Label uh, Candle Company in the description, folks. Get yourself some of them good-smelling yeah. candles. And, uh, Even if, you if want, it's after Christmas, it's always one. a good uh, thing to give yourself for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, treat yourself. You know, relax. Get a bath going. Get some candles. Let's and, do it. And I'm it's been glad, a hard year, folks. And I'm glad I got to have you on now because now Michelle will actually listen to an episode. So that'll be good. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Cohen. Have happy holidays. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Have a good one. Bye, Justin. Bye bye. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. It turned out really well. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's a good guy. Learned a lot about candles. Um, definitely want to pick up Jitterbug Perfume again, though. I, I wanna totally re-read, want to re-read, reread it now. Yeah. I remember that book uh, got me into some trouble, actually, at one point. Uh, when I was living with uh, Lou, we had just moved into an apartment. We were maybe like uh, 26 or so. And he had just got a job at a fragrance company. But he was just doing graphic design work for packaging. 
but we had just moved into this apartment and we were um, entertaining our neighbors. Uh, we were just like moved in. There's like a, a three flat, you know, on Crystal, you've been there. And we were just entertaining our neighbors. We were just like, hey, guys, come on over. We just moved in. You know, come say hi. We'll fix you some drinks. And uh, Lou was saying how he was like, oh, yeah, I got this new company. at this frag- I got this new job at a fragrance company. And, you know, I'll probably, you know, be making colognes and perfumes pretty soon. And I jumped in and I'm like, dude, you're a graphic designer with no experience in chemistry. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, you don't, you don't really know. I'm like, you, he's like, trust me, like with a couple, you know, a couple months, you know, six or seven months, I'll be making perfumes and colognes. I'm like, I was like bringing in all this jitterbug perfume. I'm like, so what do you know about base notes and compiling all these things together for, you know, your century? Sure. I don't remember what I was saying. And it just kind of like flipped the lid. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, uh, our neighbors were like kind of weirded out and they kind of just like put their drinks down and left because we kind of a big <laughs> argument about it. And they just, they literally like, I remember like seeing them like in the corner of my eyes kind of slink off and leave the apartment. Yeah, and they're probably okay. thinking like, oh my God, what kind of crazy neighbors did we just like move into? But sure enough, Lou worked there for several years and never once made a fragrance. <laughs> so I'm like, why would you? You're a designer, not a chemist. You know, I got dream big. But also dream realistically, I guess. I guess that's maybe an oxymoron. What's dream something realistic? What is, if you were going to dream big and unrealistically, what do you see for uh, for this, for the podcast? Clearly we get, you know, invited on, uh, you know, late night talk shows, presidential medal of honor that I would reject. I mean, okay, maybe that's too much. Maybe just the MacArthur genius grant. Um, I would <laughs> take a, a MacArthur genius grant. Are there a podcast awards like Emmys, Grammys, podcasties? A, there are, a, I'd take a, a potties, I would take a potties, maybe. I don't know. A potties. <laughs> I mean, that's where, I, that's what I would name it. If there was an award, I would name it the potty. The potties. I kind of want a potty. I would love um, to win a potty. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have any goals just to uh, yeah. find people who want to listen and people who want to shoot the shit with us and just you and I finding new topics each week to uh, cover uh, cover the spread, so yeah. to speak. And if you want to join us out there, listeners, that email is podcastthepodcast0 at gmail.com. Podcast, the podcast, the number zero at gmail.com. Hit us up, especially if you're from Chile or Germany or Elsip, Illinois. Hit us up. And all right. So, Tom, until next time, you just keep uh, sniffing around. Oh, I'm going to be sniffing. All right. Like I said, I do like to, I like to smell stuff. Yeah, smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs> Later. Bye. Bye.